What's up, Soul Family? Welcome to Winning Wednesday Live with Elsie and you. I'm so grateful, honored to be here as always. So today we're going to talk about the question, why is it so hard to leave the past behind? We know that for a healthier life to begin, we have to let go of our painful past. But knowing it and doing it, well, they're just two separate things. So why is it so hard? We feel ready for change, even somewhat desperate for healing. So what if I told you that you had old mental programs that actually block you from many areas of success in our lives, including recovery? That's what we're going to talk about in today's Winning Wednesday so invite your friends, share to your groups, and let's nourish our recovering souls together. If y'all are ready, I'm ready. So let's do it. soul warriors. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm so grateful to be here with all of you. Good morning, Angel. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Mary Huffman, Rachel Beverly. Good to see you. Stacy Kay in the house. Good morning, everybody. If you are here and I didn't call out good morning to you, good morning. If you watch this on the replay, thank you for allowing me and Recovery Soul Food to be a part of your journey. So what's stopping us, y'all? What is stopping us? Hey, Jessica, so good to see you. What's stopping us from gaining everything that, it, that we want? Why is it so hard to let go of the past? I mean, we want so desperately to be different and we make these great plans to do it. And yet we wake up every morning and our mind drops right down into the rut that it was in before we went to sleep or the rut that happens every morning. We drop down into those same old places of thought. And so we eventually, we just get discouraged. We try so hard to change that it feels like we're in a full-time job. And yet eventually we just get burnout and we don't know what to do. Well, this was my plight when I came into recovery after 22 years of active addiction and several attempts at, you know, sobriety. We all know at this point, we have followed each other long enough and we've talked long enough about the fact that addictions are simply just a byproduct of much deeper issues. And I want to let you know today that you're not failing and you're not bad. I want to give you a bit of an insight about how your brain works so that you can understand what's actually stopping you. And what we can do is if we can get rid of some of these programs, we can actually move them out of the way and start living a life that brings us joy, that brings us happiness, that is almost absolutely 
effortless. And we need that. We want that. man. I mean, that's what we want. It's what we're looking for. So listen, the brain is not bad. You don't have a broken brain. It's just acting efficient. You see, this was so freeing when I learned this. I learned so much about my past by learning what was happening in the brain, by learning how much happened in my life at a very early age. Now, we're not talking about everything goes back to childhood, even though it does, right? We're born into the world very instinctual. All we come in with is the instinct to eat and get our needs met right? And then from there, we start to learn. And we're almost in a place of, of, of hypnotism. We're almost, our brain is in that place where we are just, we're picking up everything. We're spontaneously learning all the time without making any effort, right? And so most of our programs of behavior are either taken from our environment or they're taught to us by the people that are, are there to look after us and to teach us. And so most of the programs that are actually running your life today and mine too, we picked up by the ages of six to seven. Now we don't know that. So we think everything is a conscious effort, but we learned a lot of that before we even realized that we were learning it. And how we relate to one thing is how we relate to everything. So I know a lot of us suffer from anxiety. Many of us suffer from things like depression, anxiety, and different things. What's up, Connie? Many different things um, before we ever picked up, right? We picked up, honestly, to try to cope with those, those feelings and those issues. And so more than likely, if we were to look back, there was probably anxiety in the people that we were in care to. There was probably anxiety in our environment. There was a lot, what we picked up was how our caretakers dealt with their lives. And listen, this is not a time for blame and shame for them. They too had learned also their own programs. And those programs are driving 95% of our lives, 95 that leaves us 5% of conscious mind. That's why we have the same thoughts every day. We, we run into the same emotions every day. We run into the same problems every day. Hey, Shy Morgan, good to see you. We run into the same stuff every single day, even though our conscious mind is saying, but I want something different. And we have to look at how holding on to that past and those programs are actually serving us. This is where we become accountable. This is where we take responsibility for our own lives. Now, taking responsibility is not a, a, a thing to be angry about. Taking responsibility is not a place for us to get defensive. And if you do get defensive, that's a great place for you to start working from because that defensiveness will absolutely tell you where you are on the spectrum and scale of, of recovery. And I mean recovery from everything. I'm talking about recovering from a life you don't love. It don't have to be drugs, alcohol, addictions. If you want, recovery is recovering from a life that you're either tired of living or don't want to live anymore and you want something new. We're recovering to 
what our birthright on this earth truly is, which is abundance, peace, harmony, love, all of those things. Now, it took living a life that I hated to introduce me to a life that I love, and I'm still a work in progress. Like, I don't have all these things down yet, but hey, together we're working on these things and we are getting them. And so let's look at what the past is actually serving in our lives, right? Many times we build our identity by the victimization of our pasts. Now, I'm going to use a personal example in my life because this was absolutely true for me. I really, truly felt like the adults and the caretakers in my life had failed me because of the abuse that I suffered. I always felt like a victim being dragged around. I wasn't at the place where I could see my mom as a victim as well and, and, and in her own mindsets and how she was living her programs. I couldn't see that then. We're not equipped with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so I felt like this victim. And that became a belief system for me that I was a victim. And let me tell you, I was victimized over and over and over and over and over in my life until these eight years of being in recovery has really taught me that that is a subconscious program that drives me towards situations and people. It's why you keep attracting the same kind of mate. It's why we keep attracting the same kind of friend. It's why we keep attracting the same type of life circumstance. And people get pissed when you say that. They're like, well, uh, you, are you meaning I manifested that to happen to me? No, you didn't order it up. But where we are being driven is what we are attracting. So the belief system we have about us is attracting outside circumstances to come in our lives and prove that to us time and time and time again. Now, I wouldn't say this if I wasn't sitting in the seat where I've taken full responsibility for my life, and I still do. And every circumstance that, that tends to be something I really don't like causes me, gives me the opportunity to look into a belief system that is within me. What do I believe about me that keeps attracting this situation. It's the same with your money. It's the same with your recovery. How many times have you tried recovery, 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 and you get so much time and then boom, boom, boom. Ask yourself, what do you believe about recovery and your ability to achieve it? And if you will dig through that enough, you're going to find the treasure of the answer because don't think that your past does not hold clues because it does. Your past holds clues to the success of your future, to the peace and harmony of your right now. So we don't have to go and, 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 and dig through that past and through all those emotions because it's the emotions that energize those belief systems. See, we don't believe anything we're not connected with emotion about. So when we have those thoughts and our emotion immediately comes up to meet the thought where it is, that's when we begin to attract outward. And we have to get to a place where we become the person that has the life that we 
are wanting. You see, we have to become, because we don't get what we want in life, we get who we are. So we've got to become the type of person that doesn't suffer with this. And what happens for many of us that do this type of work is that we become so associated with those things in which we're trying to help other people with that we get afraid to let those things go because then we don't know who we are. Does that make sense? So a lot of times we build our identity on who we are in that past. We will build our profession and life in, in say, the recovery field, helping people in recovery that we feel like if we change too much or if we grow too much, we will not be able to relate. And that kind of subconsciously holds us in the gap, holds us there in that place to where we, we reach a ceiling or a plateau of as far as we are subconsciously willing to go. But yet the subconscious and the conscious don't really communicate in, in the fact that they let each other know what they're doing. And we can absolutely consciously want something different in our lives. But until that marinates down and connects with the subconscious, it doesn't change. And that's where your frustration lies. See, if we were, were willing to somehow disconnect ourselves from the emotions of that past and just look through it for clues. We have to learn how to transcend that past pain. And it's possible to do that once you realize what part of you is holding on to it and for what. Now, I was sharing a, a personal example, and, and I will still, you know, I felt like my family had failed me, and part of my addiction was that I wanted them to hurt as bad. I wanted them to see. I wanted them to see how much their failings were affecting me. Now, that's pretty big association to make. And, and because I felt like such a victim, and I was very, I was very interconnected with that belief system. And my life can continuously showed me evidence of that, which we talked about already. But my life continuously showed me evidence of that because that's what I believed. And when we don't know, we don't know. So we can't beat ourselves up for not knowing that when we were young or, or, or growing up. Because if that wasn't taught to us, we don't know that there is a way to separate. It's why some people are able to very early on flip their pain into purpose. And some of us others are not because somehow they get a hold of that information. And, you know, it takes others of us a little while to do that. I don't regret one second of that past today because I'm grateful for what I know now. And had I not been through such an intensity of that past I don't know 
that I would be this awakened in my life and, and have this ability to be more of the author of my story and less of the victimized reader. I hope that makes sense. But each one of us are here and, and we're here to write the story of our lives. And when we can stop letting outside circumstances write that story for us and learn that we can pick up the pen and take it from there, we become more powerful. We become more intentioned in the type of day that we write. And that day starts with us really knowing and grasping this information and realizing where in our past we're still holding on to victimhood. I don't know if I made that word up, but where are we still holding on to the identity of the victim? And where can we transcend that by finding the purpose in that pain? I want to say congratulations real quick to Connie for being 14 days off of all narcotics. That's amazing. That is amazing. See, that's already transcending some of the pain of that past. And I ask Connie and all of you that are here right now to search your belief system about how far you think you can go. Really sit down and search that belief system. How far have you gotten in the past and how does that make you feel inside? If you start thinking about, and I just did, I just did this, um, this exercise this morning about my money blocks. So I'm going to ask you to do this very exercise about your recovery blocks. And let's just see where you are. Write down on a piece of paper how many days you have right now or years or whatever. And then double that and, and, and check in with your body and see how you feel. If that still feels good and still feels doable, then double that number again. And again, keep checking in until you get to a place where it just feels uncomfortable to you. And that's when you need to start asking yourself, why? What is the past evidence that shows me that I cannot go past this many days? What is the feeling there? And that's where you're going to find that belief system that's, that's actually got you capped off at a certain amount of time. And that's knowing that is where you can work with it. I've often used this, this example, and I'll use it again. When we have trouble with our vehicle, we don't drive it into a station and they just begin to work on everything. They usually hook it up to a little machine and it gives them a diagnostic of where the problem is because how much time and money would it cost you if they just started fixing stuff on your vehicle when they didn't even know what the problem was, you know, that you, you wouldn't have them say to you, well, we don't know what it's actually broke. So we're just going to start fixing everything and eventually we'll get to the problem. And many times in recovery, that's what we do. As we start fixing everything externally and it all keeps failing until we come back home to ourselves and we start to fix ourselves internally so that everything externally then starts to show up different. When you change the way you look at things, 
The things you look at change. That starts inside. And so where is your identity wrapped up in your past today? What part of you are you is acting as who you are? I was an addict. That's who I was. That was the only thing that I could do and do well and never fail at. That became a deep-seated subconscious belief system for me, and it ran every single day. Every day. And until I was able to break that old belief system and replace it, because it's not enough just to break it. You've got to replace it with who you are becoming. It didn't happen for me. I would get myself to that ceiling of cleanliness. I hate using that word because it implies that someone who is using is dirty. And let me tell you how much our language plays on our subconscious belief systems. How you speak to you and what you say about you is far more important than anything anybody else outside of you will ever say. That's why you don't hear me saying that I am an addict, that I will always be an addict. Damn that noise. Just won't. I will not. What's the point of working so hard? If that's going to be the title that I carry throughout my life, no, I will heal those broken places within me. I will retrain that subconscious belief system and I will get to a place in my life where I don't even put myself in situations or respond the same to situations or happening or circumstances in my life that lead me to think that the only way I can cope is through using. Because this is a coping mechanism that you use. It is not who you are. It is a coping mechanism that you used out of sheer survival. And you can change that in your life. Just like people put down all kinds of things. You can put down substance. You can put down anxiety. Because anxiety also becomes this addictive letting go, this addictive place that stands in front of what we want in our lives. It's a place of fear. It is, it is a place that it makes us afraid of whatever step we're getting ready to take or whatever step we feel like we want to take or often what we need to take. And we get anxious. Anxiety is thinking too far in the future. Depression is generally thinking too far in the past. And we want to be right in the middle where we are present, where we realize in this moment in my life right now, I'm okay. And I might not be where I want to be yet, but I'm taking steps to get there. And nobody is the judge of how big or small your steps are, not even you. If you're moving in the direction towards a life that you love, then bravo. Who says 
what's enough today? Who says what's not enough today? When we begin to compare ourselves with other people, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. We are setting ourselves up for failure when we didn't come in this world with anybody else. And we're probably not going to go out with anybody else. This is your story. How will you write it today? Will you end it quick? Or will you, will you rewrite it by transcending the pain that you have come in contact with, creating a new belief system that lets you know that, yes, you are worthy to have all of the things that you consciously want in your life. You are worthy and you do have options. I know what it's like to believe that I don't have the options for letting go of addictions, that I don't have the options of transcending my anxiety or my depression, that I don't have the option of transcending past my diagnosis because a lot of us live with our diagnosis as our identity. If someone says, who are you? You say, I am bipolar. I am depressed. I am what I do. And you are none of those things. None of those things. You are amazing. And I'll tell you this. As long as I'm here doing something like this, I will remind you each day that I get the chance how amazing you truly are. And I, I don't mind saying that to you because I know it's true, because I know it was true about myself. And I remember how deeply disgusted I was with me. You are not the things you do. You are not the things that have been done to you. You are absolutely an amazing, divine, um, just beautiful human being. And you are a clean slate. And every day that you wake up with breath is a day that you can start over. And the only thing that you need to try to do better today is who you were yesterday. And take that apart. Don't try to change your whole life in one day. Don't try to change everything today and then get burnt out tomorrow or a week from now. Don't put your life down like it's a New Year's resolution. Or you're going to blow out the gate to do good things. And then in a week or two weeks, you're just overwhelmed and you sit down where you are and you say, I'm done. Start small. Know you're worth it. And start to identify those old blocks and belief systems that keep you stuck in that old story. Pick up the pen today. You're absolutely worth it. I love you guys so, 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 so much. I did not even get to all of the notes that I had, but you know what? I rarely ever do. I rarely ever get to these notes because when I turn on the camera and I always just give it over to my highest and divine power and whatever your, your energy shows up. And so many times when we are here vibing together, what you need actually comes through 
And it generally is something that I've been going through as well, or I'm going through in my life. And because everything that I come and try to give to you guys is absolutely things that I am putting in practice, in play and working on in my life or have worked on and know they work. You can bring yourself from anywhere, anywhere. I don't care how low you believe you are. You can come from there and live your best, most divine life. So I love you guys so, so much. Y'all got to join me this Saturday night when I get to bring on my new friend, Pamela Tropjian, who is a hypnotherapist with Breakthrough Hypnotherapy. I'm uh, I'm just super excited to bring her on and let her share her story with all of you and how she's transcended this pain and, and, and how she has come through her life, which began in struggle and just rewritten the programs of her subconscious and lives a life that she loves. And she's going to come and share some of her experiences and her techniques with all of you to help you actually put, put change into effect in your life today. So that's Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want y'all to be right here. If you're on the YouTube channel, please like, share, subscribe that channel. We're growing. It's my dream. I'm really, really appreciative of that. We can reach such a large audience there that are looking for so many different things. And I always love my Facebook family. I mean, you guys helped me start here. You guys have brought me through these all these years, man. I'm really grateful for all of you. So I will see you guys Saturday night, 8 p.m. with Pamela Truptian. And I want you guys to get out of here. Have the most amazing winning Wednesday of your entire life because you choose to. And yes, you do have that much power. I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you find soul nourishment here, then consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash recovery soul food. There you will find a few different packages ranging from 99 cents per month to $9.99 per month. If a monetary support is not in your mindset at this moment, that's all right. Just consider leaving us a great positive review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and share our content with your friends. The farther you share us out, the more ears and eyes we get in front of and that we can change the world with our message of love, light, and humanity. So I want to thank you again for being here with me, LC, and helping my dreams come true. And I just want to do the same for you. So remember, 
like, share, subscribe, and consider becoming a monetary supporter of the Recovery Soul Food Podcast. All it does is help us offset the cost of producing this podcast and our video vodcast over on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber there, go to youtube.com forward slash recovery soul food. Until next time, I'm LC and I'll see y'all soon.